Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. We're right in the midst of this show from Monday, March 20th, 2023. Ross Moshe on the topic of Kalapurusha, Maurice McIntyre. This is part three of three. Come on in or uh, catch parts one and two. It's Deep Focus. <laughs>
We're going to come right back to that in just a moment, but I want to let you know you're listening to WKCR. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and that, what you were hearing, was a selection of our guest, Ross Moshe, here in the studio with me, and um, I should let you tell us what we are hearing. We're live at the Tin Palace in New York City. Third uh, Avenue, Bowery, and Second Street. <laughs> it's just if you um, if you go to the end of Bleecker, right? And Bleecker ends at the Bowery. Once upon a time, uh, CBGB was right there, pretty yep. much right where Bleecker runs out. And you made a left, and on the far left corner was that little opera house, Amato Opera House, yeah, right? The little right. theater. And on the right side, I think if I'm getting this right, right across the street from there was the Tin Palace, right on that corner. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a home for a lot of the stuff that we still play here on the station all the time, including all the members of this band who are really, they were all-stars then and they're all-stars now in my book. And... Um, Maybe you can run that down for us one more time, who we've got here. Absolutely. Fantastic, fantastic. Fred Hopkins is on the bass. John Betch on the trap set. Juma Santos and Juma Sultan both on congas and percussion. We uh, have mentioned them every time we run down. And yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot because I it's did not fine, set man. this up um, in advance. It's okay. doing a, doing, I'm doing a lousy job of running all that. Doing but, a good job, man. <laughs> I'm wondering if you uh, anything you want to say about uh, Juma Sultan and Juma Santos and 
their role in the scene and their history? Are, are they you, were uh, not to put you on the spot. That's okay. Juma Sultan, of course, is uh, one of the founders of Studio We, which was on Eldridge Street, and uh, that was a venue uh, that my father used to play at sometimes. As and well. your father, people might know. His name was Jacob Burnett or Yaakov Burnett, uh, either one. He was known. He didn't record, but uh, people do know who he was. He played locally in the Brooklyn area and downtown at Studio We a lot. Um, and uh, he did uh, some, uh, a couple of saxophone ensemble things with Sam Rivers and uh, some... Uh, uh, did some brief work off and on as a uh, uh, assistant copyist for Gil Evans and stuff. But, you know, when Gil was living at West Beth mm -hmm. and everything, he would go up there and do that. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His father played too, my grandfather. And um, he's actually recorded with a lot of big bands. He is on uh, Lucky Millinder, Don Redmond, Benny Carter. Those were the cats. The Earl Bostic records on King. I think he's on a lot of those, and he arranged a lot of the songs on those for Earl. And his name was? Uh, the, well, the family name is Burnett. I've been going by Ross Moshe Burnett again, uh, but he used the name Ted Barnett professionally. I guess it was catchier. And... Uh, Sometimes he used, um, as a composer, I think he used uh, Theodore Marshall Burnett sometimes. He also arranged for a lot of vocalists, did arranging uh, uh, for a lot of singers also. And he played tenor and alto saxophone and the piano. And uh, he came here from Jamaica in the early 1930s. Met my grandmother, who was from Virginia, but grew up in Crown Heights. And she was a dancer at the Cotton Club, Smalls Paradise, Apollo Theater, Brooklyn Paramount Theater, uh, a lot of those different places. And they met and settled in Brownsville in East New York, Brooklyn, where my father and his four sisters were born and uh, and, uh yeah, so that was, uh, you know, so I guess the the love of, of this music is going back. You know, my other grandfather, my maternal grandfather didn't play music, but uh, he grew up in Harlem and was around a lot of Calypso music and as well as jazz and stuff, and he collected a lot of records, did a lot of listening. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course you think about the connection in hindsight, of course. You know, you're just out there doing the thing and sometimes focused on minutia. You know, sometimes it's, it's a, wow, I come from a musical family. I mean, you can know that intellectually, but then you know how things hit you. Yeah. When you're a little older and your brain works better and stuff, sometimes, you know. You get a little perspective. <laughs> yeah. Do well, you, uh, I'm grateful about that. You know? I'm curious if any of your you uh if your father's or grandfather's instruments are still in the family if you would yeah yeah i have my grandfather's tenor saxophone which i play sometime wow 
uh, on my Facebook page, that's the one that I'm holding in the profile page with the African straw hat. <laughs> that's right. my actually my grandfather's tenor. And then I think in a smaller profile photo, I'm playing my own saxophone. Wow. Alice that? Coltrane. You know, I have give all my instruments names, like B.B. King had Lucille, mm-hmm. you know. So. <laughs> so, and your instrument is Alice. Alice, Alice Coltrane. Uh, right. My soprano's Betty Carter. Uh huh. The flute is called Minnie for Minnie Ripperton. Uh huh. Okay. The alto is Shaka Khan, you know. So. <laughs> I can see that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, I, pre- I appreciate the learning experience, you know, and I'm still learning all the time. I'm grateful about that. Yeah. You know. But, and you were saying about uh, Juma. Juma Sultan. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, and Juma is still very much around, and um, I've had the honor of having him on a couple of panel discussions that I did that I started in the spring of 2018 called Jazz and Self-Determination, which was kind of an outgrowth of uh, papers I did getting my BA from Empire State College. I would talk to musicians and and write about music. And so I did, you know, I always like discussions and stuff. So, but, you know, aside from that, he also does a lot of talking about Jimi Hendrix and his time in, in the loft jazz movement. Sometimes he combines them as well when he talks about that because uh i mean he was also uh, one of through studio we one of the founders of the new york musicians festival from 72 and 73 kind of the counter festival to newport at the time and uh, i'm no down through the years uh this station here used to do things related to that playing music from that festival and i think when you guys did that really cool law festival in 94 Juma was up and talking about Studio We and the New York Musicians Festival and the musicians who were involved in that and, and all the ground it covered. And and he uh, he was, of course, a member of Jimi Hendrix's um, The Gypsy Sons and Rainbows, right? Yeah. yeah, they played at Woodstock and yeah. some other places. I think Juma's the percussionist on the Dick Cavett show. I think you're right. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He you could see him on there playing. Uh, in parallel with that, he was playing bass and conga drums with Sonny Simmons and Pharoah Sanders and Sam Rivers and. But I mean, it's the connectivity of the music. There's not a whole lot of difference between genres, especially you know a lot of rock, quote unquote, from that time period, like Jimi Hendrix. And other bands, it was real heavy on the improvisation, you know. I think a lot of rock from that time period was coming out of jazz, especially free jazz. Even if some of the individuals who are still around don't always mention it, I mean, it's apparent that's what was going on, a lot of open form playing. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you had MC5. Right. Stooges, Cream, Deep Purple. Oh, yeah. Blue Chair, you know, bands like that. Oh, yeah. Like, almost like free jazz rock, you know? Yeah, and look at uh, something but, uh, we've explored on Deep Focus a lot. In fact, this very yeah. time period, 1977, yeah. Um, yeah, we've had shows on, you were talking earlier off mic, we were talking right. about um, playing some weather report and playing. Uh, yeah. Um, you had Frank Zappa and yep. uh, stuff crossing from 
both sides of that divide. That's very true, you know. I mean, yeah, Mothers of Invention, they yeah. were a great band. Said Uncle Meat, you know, yeah. Weasels Ripped by Flesh, <laughs> uh-huh. all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, very ambitious improvisation. Yeah. And definitely some of those guys for sure were paying attention to stuff like what we're playing tonight from the Tin Palace. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That That's true. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. You know, that's, I guess... That's part of, you know, what forms this love that, you know, we both have of the music is the endless possibilities and the countless connections and, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> and everything that's part of it. We're going to hear the last part of this uh, second set. We've made it through almost this whole show. Yeah. And uh, a, a ton of music and I would say an enormous musical journey the the ground that these guys cover is it's it's vast it's immense very vast i think you know it shows the um the artistic consciousness of uh, a lot of black musicians especially from that time it's changed somewhat now in a way but you hear the resourcefulness it's the free language for sure but it's um it's free language. Very a, holistic, you know. And a, and a big vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Big vocabulary, absolutely. And they're all, there's common language that they all speak, and then, you know, this one's bringing in this aspect and, and changing the direction a little bit. And Absolutely. Um, I love, I love the way this rhythm section hangs together. I love listening to Fred Hopkins and Me too, man. Yeah. Oh man, what you know, I was listening to him. What a great bass player he was, you know. I miss him, you know. I miss yeah. all these guys, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you run down uh the personnel one more time and we'll hear the rest of the set. Okay, uh Juma Sultan. Uh Juma's playing the djembe and the congas. It's important to you know cuz djembe is its own world too. Djembe and congas and percussion. Juma Santos Kungas and percussion, John Betcher on the trap set, Fred Hopkins on the bass, Lester Bowie trumpet, Hamiet Blewett baritone saxophone, and we just heard him playing some serious flute just now, too. Oh, yes. And uh, Kala Purusha Ara Difta, or Kala Purusha Maurice McIntyre on the tenor saxophone, and some very good clarinet playing, too, and he's playing percussion along with some uh, vocalizing also. And uh, Kyle Perusha was such a great, you know, player, the way he heard, and, you know, and it's, it is good listening to his compositions, too. It's like from this night at the Ten Palace, each composition took you to a different place in a way. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the same place, but it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and he's got these, you know, just these big, bold breath right voices and right. around him and giving them plenty of room to bring what they have to bring. And, Ross, I got to say, man, uh, I think this next set's going to take us out, so I'm going to take this opportunity okay. to thank you for coming through and bringing the music and bringing your ears and your love and uh, every bit of it. I appreciate so much, man. Thank you. Thank you, too, Mitch, and the, the appreciation is seriously mutual, man. I'm a longtime fan of your shows, and uh, yeah, man, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that uh, that our, our cosmic 
connection is still all going <laughs> since the early 80s, man. Absolutely. Know? Just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to know Kyla Perusha, too, didn't you? I did. I did. I was telling you off mic, um, my first go-around in college, we brought, uh, yeah, I was working, I was up in Binghamton, and we had a, a jazz concert organization, and we brought a group through Ahmed Abdullah, who... I met at that time, and yeah, Kalaprush was in the band. Wow, yeah, wow. And uh, Rashid Sinan and Sarone. Whoa, yeah. And they they shook the rafters, man. They they (laughs) woke us up. I'm sure Rashid Sinan did. What a great drummer. Really did, really did. It was, uh, and I, you know, I mean, yeah, he was on the radar for me from that time on. Ahmed and I got to know each other very well. He's been here with me. He's got to get him back up here. Been too long now. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I always I always kept an ear out for Calabrusha after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for um, shining a light on him. Really well deserved. And hey, this thank is, you uh, too. Landmark. All right. Uh, here comes the rest of the set coming at you. It is Kalapurusha and the Light. This is from Ross Moshe's personal collection. What uh, what was the name of the uh, <laughs> the, the secret the Black library? Cosmic Music Library. The Black Cosmic Music that's Library. The, that's his official name. I just came up with it. Yeah. You have been you have been within its <laughs> confines. You still are. And uh, heading out with this last piece from this set, Tin Palace, February twenty seventh, nineteen seventy seven. It's deep focus on W. K C R